Welcome to PeopleTech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Today we're going to talk to Jim Buchanan, the CEO of Cadian. Their software is designed to meet the needs of high-volume hourly industries like retail, restaurants, hospitality, and healthcare. We're going to talk about how high-volume hiring has changed over the last two years and the challenges employers face today on this edition of PeopleTech. Jim, thanks for coming in. Can you tell me a little bit about Katie and just, you know, who are your customers and, you know, what kind of job seekers they're looking for? Sure. Um, we are a recruiting solutions company. We have an ATS, we have onboarding, we have uh, ancillary products that are complementary to uh, the recruiting process, like uh, texting with candidates, uh, employee referral solutions, those kinds of things. So we're really all about helping companies to find and hire the best quality employees. Uh, if you look at our data, about 97% of the applications that we process are for hourly employees. And we have uh, the typical customer for us is a company that has a high contingent of hourly employees and they have distributed locations uh, off, uh, across a wide geography where they're trying to hire uh, employees for local operations, and they typically have a local manager who makes the hiring decisions and runs the process. So some of our larger customers, we have um, Costco in both the United States and Canada, uh, PetSmart in both the United States and Canada. So large retailers who have a large footprint. We do a lot in uh, business services, also in healthcare, and it tends to be uh, mostly for the hourly employees. And as, as you know, Mark, the, the, the recruiting process for hourly employees is, is quite different than it is for a salaried employee. So our system is designed to do that um, recruiting activity for those hourly people in the most efficient and straightforward process so that these local managers who, who are not uh, recruiters per se, but recruiting is a part of their responsibility, they, uh, they have a system that they can use. It's effective. It's easy. And, that, and that's kind of where we, we shine. Now, you know, there's been a lot of talk lately about knowledge workers returning to the office. Right. You know, whether they should, whether they shouldn't, how it's going to be. But what's happening with hourly workers in terms of starting to get back to something like normal? Yeah, it's an interesting contrast because um, hourly workers, for the most part, if you're in retail, healthcare. Uh, to to a lesser extent, business services, a, a call center, things like that. But for the most part, people have to go to a physical location to do their job. Uh, in many cases, if you're an hourly worker, there are exceptions. But um, so there's really not a remote work from home option for them. So that brings into play a lot of different factors. Uh, you know, the work environment, is it safe for the for the worker to come back. Uh, the situation at home, you may have school, school-aged children who have not been going to school. They're pretty much back to school now, but for a long period of time, they were, they were not in school. 
They may have people in their household that are sick with COVID and they have to attend to that. And they may be concerned about um, getting infected at the job site and bringing that home to their family. So um, it, it is a situation where remote work in many uh, with our clients is just not an option. And so employers have to deal with that. They're trying to create a safe work environment and you have employees who aren't sure that they really want to go into that environment and they have other things on their mind. So it's really been a problem, you know, for, for uh, clients that we deal with. Is that the major reason that these companies are having so much trouble finding hourly employees? I think it's a, it's a big part of it. Uh, but you also have a, here's what I hear, Mark. When I, when I talk to a client or a prospect, I very, I often hear we hire everybody who applies for a job. That's the, the market that they're in right now. That's what they say. Um, our data doesn't really support that. It, it shows that there still are a lot of people applying for jobs that they, that they don't hire. Because uh, we see all the applicants and we onboard everybody, so we know who who applied and who you hired. Um, and as I look across the different industries, every industry that we um, service has seen a decline since pre-pandemic. If you go back to 2019, if you look at the applicant to hire ratio, every single industry has seen a decrease. Some have decreased more than others. But um, they're still getting, typically, we would, our average client, and I would, I would exclude people like Costco and PetSmart from our average, because Costco and PetSmart both get uh, 100 people to apply for every person they hire. They're, they're a very attractive brand. People want to work there. So we get lots and lots of applicants. But if you, if you extract if you if you leave those out, then people are getting you know ten to twenty applicants for every hire that they make. Uh, they were getting that pre-pandemic, and now they're getting somewhere between eight and fourteen. So it's gone down, but you still have some some people that you could hire. So that leaves a question as to if why do you have the uh, why do you take the position that you hire everyone who applies? And why do you still have so many now hiring signs out? Um, and you're trying to attract people. Um, and as we study this and we, we think about this 24-7, how can we help our clients? And so we talk to both employers and candidates. And what we hear on the employer side is exactly what I just said. I can't find enough people. I hire everybody who applies. What we hear on the candidate side is I've applied to a whole bunch of places and I haven't heard anything back you know, from, from any of these companies. So there is a disconnect there that's, that's taking place in today's market. A lot of people have different opinions as to why, why that disconnect exists. Um, one opinion is that employers haven't um, adapted to a current environment. They still are very um, rigid in terms of what, uh, what shifts they're willing to hire for, how they're willing to hire for those shifts. They don't want to uh, accommodate people's schedule as much. You know, they, they, you've got to work evenings, you've got to work weekends. 
you know, whatever the, the uh, requirement is for that business and they haven't ad adapted to this current environment. Uh, I think there are other, uh, there are other opinions out there where, where people say, look, that the level of service in these organizations has just gone down. The customer experience has, is not what it was pre-pandemic. And um, for example, I'm an empty nester. My wife and I dine out frequently. So it, it's not as bad as it was, but there for a period of time, almost every restaurant we, we would go to, somebody, the server, the manager, someone would come to the table and say, hey, please bear with us. We're short staffed today. And um, I'm very sorry about that, but can you just please be patient? Uh, I've got, I should have more people in the kitchen and I don't have as many people as I need. Okay, I understand that. I'm going to be kind to the server. I'm not going to complain. I'm going to see what uh, see what happens. It's going to take a little bit longer. I think we've kind of grown accustomed to that. So I was curious. I, I looked at public company restaurants. I wanted to see what what's the financial situation with these public company restaurants with their latest reporting, their latest SEC reporting their labor as a percentage of revenue has gone down almost across the board for, I just took a sample of 10 well-known uh, restaurants that are public, their labor as a percentage of revenue has gone down about 2% uh, over the last, uh, looking at year to date for whatever they're reporting. So they're getting by on less labor costs the revenue has gone up because they've increased their prices. They're, in, a, in a restaurant, you've got prime costs. You've got food, the, the food and beverage costs, and you've got labor. Those two together can comprise the prime cost. Their food costs have gone down about one point as a percentage of revenue, which only can mean, with the inflation that we experience today, can only mean that they've raised their prices in order to, to cover that. So they've, they've been able to achieve a one-point gain on that uh, prime cost, uh, cost of goods sold. But they've achieved two points on the labor cost. So I don't know that um, that would, this is a theory, I can't prove this, but that would make you think that maybe they're just not hiring as aggressively uh, as, they, as they could because they have some candidates coming in and I have a better uh, profit margin right now. The, the profit margin, the operating income margin on these restaurants has gone up dramatically over the prior year, which that a lot of that was revenue related. But um, it's, a, uh, it's, a, it's a mystery, Mark, in terms of what's happening there. How do you reconcile people who say, I've applied to all these places and I don't hear back to all the hiring, now hiring signs that you see I think that is just going to be something that will work itself out over the next few months. And I think we'll see people start to demand better customer experience, which will mean that they have to hire more aggressively. And I think you see people, more and more people coming back into the labor force, uh, number one, because all the stimulus money has run out. And uh, just, you know, the, the work environment is going to be considered to be safer. And already in, in January of 2022, we've seen the labor participation rate go back up to 62.2%. 
And it was, you know, before the pandemic hit, it was somewhere in the 63 uh, plus percent. So it's getting back to normal. It was down in the, in 61 something, 61 point something. So I think we're going to see a, the labor market and the, um, the labor supply and the demand come back into equilibrium, hopefully sometime soon in 2022. But it, it, it is such a complex and it's kind of fascinating issue right now as to why is this happening? And I think that there's some, some reasons on both sides, both employers and employees, as to, to why it's kind of a mixed up market right now. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more. You touched on this before, but I want to ask the specific. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. The question is, is this whole situation, the, the disconnect, you know, as you're talking about, yep. is this a short-term consequence of the pandemic or is this more of a restructuring of the labor market? I think it's a combination of the two. Uh, there has been some permanent restructuring. Uh, you, you've seen uh, people who are at or near retirement age who have retired early. They've left the market. They're not the labor market. They're not coming back. Uh, they had in 2021, they had a year where the stock market did well. Housing prices went up. They may have um, just decided, look, I'm going to uh I'm going to cash it in. I'm going to sell my house. I'm going to downsize. I'm going to. I'm just going to retire because I'm in my late 50s, and this seems like a good time to do it. And I'm not coming back into the workforce. So I say, I think you're going to see a permanent shift there. However, if we talk about the hourly market, not as many of those people work in hourly jobs. Hourly jobs are typically held by younger people who are getting their career started trying to get some experience in, in the workplace. Um, and I think those people, I think it is more temporary with those people. I think that they've, they've had a situation, whether it be financial, uh, I got some money I didn't expect from some of the stimulus benefits that uh, were offered by the government, or I had a situation where I just didn't, I didn't feel I could work because I had needs at home, whether it be children or family members who have become ill uh, with the virus, uh, I think those people are coming back. I think you're seeing that now. They're coming back. And I think that the the applicant to hire ratios that uh, I mentioned, I think we'll start to see those go back up toward where they were pre-pandemic. And I I, I do think that it's going to be a sufficient supply of labor for many of these companies in, in the future. They may be struggling right now, but I think that uh, I think it's going to get more plentiful for them. But a, another permanent change is they're going to have to look at the process differently. 
they're going to have to figure out how to engage with these candidates very quickly and effectively, because as these people come back onto the market, they want to get a job, they need a job, and they're going to apply. The world today is such that you can go to a public job board and you can apply to 10, 12, 15, 20 places at the same time. And those people, you know, 20 people are going to be contacting the same candidate and employers have to be ready to pounce on that. The minute you get that application, you've got to move through the process in a matter of hours or days, not weeks. And uh, that, that is also, I think, a permanent shift that we see. So my last question is, how do you think this plays out? I mean, if you look at the labor market in three to five years for hourly employees, mm-hmm. are the dynamics going to change? Are they going to be pretty much the same as they are now? I don't think they're going to be the same as they are now. I don't think they're going to be the same as they were pre-pandemic. Uh, I think they'll be closer to the pre-pandemic days than they than they are in the in the moment that we're living in right now. Uh, I, I think you're going to see a workforce that is much more fluid. You're going to see people that are are jumping around, changing jobs more, even more frequently. I mean, the the, the world that we live in today is a very high turnover world anyway. You know, hourly jobs tend to turn over at a much quicker rate than salary jobs. I think that you'll see that continue. It may even accelerate as people uh, go from job to job and um, you know just try something new. A lot of these people have rethought their, their life and their career. What do, what do I want to do? And is my job that I currently hold, is that really fulfilling to me, I'm, I'm going to try something else if it's not. And there is an opportunity for people to go do different things. So uh, I think the other factor there is that a lot of companies are thinking more and more about automation. Uh, if you look into the, um, the restaurant situation, I mean, you already see it, you have seen it now for uh, a few years on uh, places like McDonald's who almost insist that you come in and place your order on a kiosk rather than talking to someone behind the counter, but they strongly encourage that anyway. And you're seeing uh, companies testing um, robotic devices in the kitchen to um, White Castle has a, a, a trial going right now where they have a robot that is, is flipping the burgers and, and putting the fries in the, in the deep fryer and you've got pizza places that have robots putting pizzas in and out of the oven. Uh, I I don't know how far that's going to go, but I think it will, it's like anything else in technology. Eventually over time, the cost, the unit cost is going to go down to the point where people, it's going to be more affordable for people to be able to do that. So I, I think that it's the days are going to be gone in the next five years where everybody is fully staffed back up to the point that they were pre-pandemic. I think they'll have a lot of employees, but if you had a, if you had a business where you had a hundred employees in the past, you might have 80 employees going forward. Just my speculation. I don't have anything to, to uh, base that change on, but uh, I think you are going to see more automation. You're going to see less reliance on labor going forward, there will still be plenty of hourly jobs, but some of that workforce won't come back. So I think it will even out over time. Well, Jim, thanks very much for taking the time and talking to me today. 
I appreciate it, Mark. I enjoyed chatting with you. My guest today has been Jim Buchanan, the CEO of Cadiant. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.